0: fight for you podcast is about our scariest thoughts memories and experiences every other week i'm speaking with a new guest these stories are rooted in pain love grief heartache but most of all they show how they've overcome their biggest challenges fight for you exposes vulnerability and you can have the chance to share your story too reach out anytime and remember you are not alone fight for you let's break the stigma i'm your host lily and today's episode is about effie effie came into my life about three weeks ago effie is the mother to two children ezzy two years old and ford four years old effie is the wife of her husband casey settled down on mercer island life may seem easy on the outside but effie is a superwoman effie's son ford has a rare genetic disorder ctnnb one ford spends his day in a wheelchair which we call his wheelie a happy boy constantly giving us a smile, showing us his tricks, and usually playing with bubbles or a ball. His favorite thing ever. He seriously does not get bored of it. Although Ford is a happy boy, it doesn't mean it's always easy on his parents. His parents both work around the clock, working for his happiness and health. Constant appointments, worries, therapies, and all. They are superheroes. Listen to the rest of the episode to hear more in depth about their life and journey with Ford. They are seriously amazing. Let's get into it. All right, Effie is here today with me. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you?
1: Hi, Lily. I'm doing great. It's sunny today. I just had some Chick-fil-A. I'm feeling good and I'm happy to talk to you. So thanks for inviting me.
0: Of course. I'm super excited and we can just get right into it. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Maybe some passions? some hobbies maybe, even some secrets maybe, anything.
1: <laughs> so let's see. Uh, my name is Effie Parks. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm actually from Montana, last place, best place. Uh, I moved here, like, I don't even know, a, while, a long time ago and eventually met my husband, Casey. And uh, we got married and had two little kiddos. We have a four-year-old named Ford and a two-year-old named ezzy and we just have the best time with those kiddos and passions. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about podcasting right now, kind of like you. I started a podcast a couple years ago and I love podcasting so much. It's so fun. And it's, I learn so much every time I do it. I love having conversations with people. I love connecting people. Um, I've, I've been so blessed to find the community through podcasting with not just podcasters, but the rare disease community whom I was, I was looking for. So that's kind of what I'm obsessed with right now. Uh, I secrets, I don't really know how to use my social media. It just like, I just do it. And I'm like, I I had a teenager, like what I would give for my own teenager to just help me I'll help with you. social media.
0: <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm there for you. I can help you with
1: yeah I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that Lily
0: take all you can get (laughs) do you want to tell us a little bit more about Ford um because I think we're gonna talk about him a a lot today so why don't you tell us a little bit about him
1: yeah Ford is just like the brightest funniest most amazing little dude he's got this shock of white hair on top of his head and he has the most beautiful blue eyes and he was born with a rare disease called CT and NB1 syndrome when Ford was diagnosed we were told that he was one in 30 in the world and that they didn't know anything about it other than maybe some of the kids say a couple words and some of the kids can take a couple steps and that was it uh, so that was that was that was an intro to motherhood that I never had expected and it was one of the most it was the most difficult time in my life in the beginning of this with Ford. Um, you know, we were told all these limits that were placed on him and just the longer that time goes on, the easier it is to just take that ceiling away from Ford and let him be who he is and to not put those limits on him. Right. Like we expect Ford's going to do whatever Ford's going to do. We give him as many opportunities as we can to grow and progress in, in, so many areas um but we definitely try to focus on you know just what could be and what is rather than what isn't although that's that's really hard too but we really do try to just love Ford for who he is because as you know he's so cool
0: yeah I've only had the honor of knowing Ford for almost a week now a week tomorrow (laughs) and he, like, I am in love with him. I want him as my own. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. And he has, like, no limitations, which I think is, like, crazy cool. Because when you might see him, you're like, oh, like, what are we going to be able to do? Um, You know, he's in a wheelchair, which we call his wheelie, um, which is awesome, right? Yes. But- no, we go to the skate park and we ride around on the tennis courts and it's so fun. And like, I think I enjoy myself more than Ford enjoys himself <laughs> when I'm with him, but he is like crazy cool. Like I can totally agree with you. Like I'm yeah, like, he, okay, Ford, like you're living the life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is. And you know, one of the best things about Ford is just what you said, how you said you have more fun than he is. Like that's Ford's goal. He loves to make other people happy.
0: And he thinks he's hilarious. And I mean, he is, <laughs> Yes. Like, you something, everybody. Like, I know you guys don't know Ford personally, um, but he is like so funny and he knows it. Like, he knows he's funny.
1: It's he's so, so weird. weird. <laughs> he
0: just pops the brightest smile on him. And it's just like, oh, hi, Ford. Like, you're awake and you're ready to go yeah, yeah. I,
1: I always laugh and think it's so weird that Casey and I have like the class clown kid because we're just like not like that I mean we're dorky and nerdy but like Ford is actively trying to make people laugh all the time it's funny
0: oh yeah like I'm like Ford you can make me laugh I think I need to hang out with Ford more like if I'm sad I'm just gonna like come over and be like Ford make me laugh <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to play bubbles for a few hours but like I guess it's worth <laughs> it
1: yeah. Well, Lily, that's actually been a big process or a big part of like the healing for our family is how how magical it is to be around Ford, especially when you're upset because you kind of stop and you look at those eyes of his and it kind of just helps wash all of the sadness or the anger or whatever, you know, emotion that you're having that doesn't feel great at the time because Ford is just such a light and- when you're feeling like that, being around someone like Ford is the best medicine.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, let, we can talk a little bit more about his diagnosis. Cause you said, you just mentioned, they said it was like one in 30 in the world. How did that, you know, feel to hear that, especially being your first child? Um, how did that feel?
1: Oh man, that was, that was the hardest. We call that diagnosis day in our world and it's a dark day. It's, it's kind of in slow motion, uh, when it's happening. And even looking back, uh, you remember, you remember all the little pieces. I always equate it to a car accident. I don't know if you've ever been in one, but if you roll over in a car accident, everything it's like in the movies, it's slow motion. And you can see every little thing flying through the air and you don't hear anything and you're just watching this happen. And that's kind of what it was like, uh, you're in shock a little bit and well, a lot you're in shock. And you know, there's so much about, there's so many gaps in that day for me. That's literally all I remember. And then it stops. And I just remember like wailing, you know, that's the only way I can really describe the sounds that was coming out of my body. Um, I was devastated.
0: Yeah. And so was Ford um, diagnosed before he was born or after he was born?
1: He was born, it was after we had a lot of trouble feeding Ford for the first couple months. We couldn't get him to eat and he cried all the time and we kept going to the doctor and they kept telling us that we were worried parents and, you know, that Ford just had colic and we kept going back once a week, twice a week, every week until he was four months old saying, no, ford won't eat and he's this is he seems to be in pain something's wrong and then finally our doctor listened to us and she said i think something's wrong i'm gonna uh i made an appointment for you go to children's hospital uh so that's kind of how it started he was four months old when we began the diagnostic odyssey okay. um so
0: yeah and do you, now ford's four years old and so you guys have come a long way with him definitely from that moment where you were like almost begging for help to four years old he's going to school you know he can say hi um, (laughs) we're going to the skate park with that though what what do you think is the most challenging aspect of parenting Ford?
1: Lily that's a tough one to answer because uh it's kind of it kind of depends it's situational with Ford you know it's really complex uh so things that you have to reach out for because none of your friends are having the same situation as you is one of the hardest things in the beginning. Like nobody's raising a kid like Ford that I know, none of my friends, they're all doing all the things you think that that we would be doing. Um, So that was the very first challenge. Other than deep fear and worry for my child's life, it was, I felt so alone, Uh, like completely alone. Nobody understood my day-to-day and what I was doing for Ford to Feed him to you know all of the things, Um, so learning how to do that. I mean, I got sent home with a feeding tube down his nose at four months old. Like, I was in the trenches and I was alone. Uh, It was just Casey and I trying to figure this out. I'm still postpartum at that point too, and you know, there's there's just a lot going on. Uh, But watching watching everyone else kind of just go on with their life when I just felt like a giant gaping hole opened up in the earth. That was the beginning of hard, uh, learning how to advocate in doctor's appointments, starting with that very first time. Uh, that's a challenge. It's still a challenge. It's a muscle that you definitely work on. Um, but it's hard and it gets exhausting to constantly fight for your kid at, in the, in the doctors and, Constantly fight for equipment. I mean, you don't even know what I have to do to get forward a wheelchair and stuff. Like it's it's bananas. And then you know there's school. You have to do things like IEPs um, a couple times a year to make sure that your kid is getting what they need in school. Um, so those are just like all kind of like practical things that I have to do. Sitting on the phone a lot on hold with insurance with medical companies, ordering his supplies. Those are all things that I do on a regular basis um that's hard. other things that's hard is obviously the real stuff too right like the stuff that like hurts your mom heart uh like finding our new normal right and figuring out okay this is who Ford is who are we gonna be as his parents uh we're still a little sad we're still a little upset um but look at him he's he's making us he's it was kind of like a tug of war there in the beginning you know like we're in we're in like a little bit of the depths of despair. And we're also like so joyful because of this amazing kid with his laugh. Uh, So just kind of navigating that grief cycle in the beginning of kind of uh, grieving the child you thought you were gonna have, that's hard. Um, And you have to go through that.
0: Mm -hmm. I I don't even know if I
1: answered your questions. I kind of just like blabbered on.
0: No, you totally did. And like, I can't even imagine, and I've only known you for what, six days. And I like already feel like you're a big part of my life and I can just see how amazing of a mom you are. And so with that, what do you think has been the most rewarding aspect of parenting Ford?
1: You know, I have seen so much magic since Ford's been born uh, with the people around me. So Myself, absolutely. My husband, definitely. Our little girl. But like everyone else, everyone else who Ford has touched and not even in person, through the internet, through the podcast, through little videos, just through stories that are told, like people's perspective has shifted and I've watched it happen. I've gotten hundreds of messages over the last last couple of years of people saying, thank you for saying that. I didn't know that. Or hey, how do I approach a kid in a wheelchair, Effie? Or, wow, like, you know, I always thought it would be rude to do this or whatever. Um, it's been awesome to see kind of just how people have been open to learning and how much people have realized that they have been ignoring people like Ford and not trying to get to understand who they are as a human being. Um, so, I think, and that's for me too, right? Like, I was pretty ignorant to what disabled people go through, what parents like me now were going through. Like, it didn't affect me. So, like, you know? Um, and I think that's been a really important shift. And it's made me a better person. It's made my family so much closer. And it's made everybody just kind of chill out and slow down and kind of savor the small stuff
0: which is like very very important and he's still so young and has you know so many things that you guys want him to do and I want to see him do and I think everyone almost is we're all rooting for him and everybody um but I wanted to move on to talk a little bit about the friendship circle and Mm -hmm. I know that it's only been like seven days since you guys' first literally seven days since your guys' first um, coming to us, but I wanted to know from you how it's already impacted your life um, because it has only been seven days, but I know in my heart it's made a difference for you, so I <laughs> know more about that.
1: Thank you. Well, we are so excited to be involved with the Friendship Circle. Like, I'm, I honestly don't even think it's real yet. I'm like, what are you guys even doing? How are you – how do you have the time to do this? How do you have the money to do this? Uh, so yeah, coming to that gym last week and seeing all these beautiful young people showing up to just open their minds in all different types of people that deserve friendship and are fun and are unique. It's beautiful to see young people like you making the decision to spend your Saturday like that, your Sunday like that, after school like that. Um, I think it's, it's such a gift for everyone, for you, for me, for Ford, for the community in general. It's, it's really special. And that's all parents like me want. You know, we want, we want our kids to just feel like they're everyone else. We want our kids to enjoy laughing alongside their friends and going fast with someone at the park rather than it always just being us taking them because they don't have any friends. And that's a very real thing. I mean, it's hard to get these kids out of the house in general. I mean, you've seen my day a little bit. It's it's not super quick and uh, it can be challenging. So the fact that Ford is getting a buddy now is pretty much one of the, his most favorite things because he loves people. He's obsessed with people and... He he grows really close to people really quickly and he remembers everything about them. So when I can ask Ford questions about Lily, he know we talk about it, you know, like he he knows that he has a new friend and he understands that you're there for him. And that makes him so happy and it makes him feel so special. And it also gives him independence, right? Like I wasn't I wasn't pushing him around and taking care of him at the park the other day. You were all by yourself for like an hour with with um, Lexi. And he loves that. He loves that independence. It's, it's a really important thing for these kids too, right? Like separating from their parents and knowing that it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, The friendship circle is just so beautiful in so many ways. I mean, I think I could go on and on about it, Um, but it's, it's such an incredible community project and I value everything about it.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I can agree with that. Um, I feel like when I first started um, working with the Friendship Circle, I was maybe 11 and I was in sixth grade and I was so ignorant. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. Like, what am I doing? And the first kid that I, I remember this so specifically, the first kid that walked in the door had the brightest smile and he just came running in and was like, running to his buddy like so fast, like the fastest you could ever see, and just <laughs> ran into his arms and gave him the biggest hug. And I was like, this is why I'm here. And I love that. You know, I've learned so much from the friendship circle. And I still sometimes see people that are like, How do you ask parents that are like, How do you want me to treat your kid? And I'm like, treat them like they're normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you saying? What they're t-
1: just a person.
0: <laughs> just the same as us with maybe a wheelchair or whatever it is but I was like so excited to see Ford I like I was so excited to see Ford before I even met Ford Caroline sent me a photo <laughs> of him, and I was like yeah family picture actually and I was like that is the cutest photo ever and I already love him And then I saw you guys getting out of the car and I was like, I'm walking over there. Like I'm going. Oh my gosh. You're so
1: sweet. You know, you brought up a really good point, Lily, that uh, I didn't mention in probably one of the best parts too, is that young people like you go back to their circles. They go back to school. They're in their social settings and you get to be allies for kids like ours, right? Like you, you are helping to educate your peers Uh, which is such a big thing because we have to change the way people look at people who have disabilities and you guys are their allies and you're educating others around you and maybe even protecting kids like ours if need be when they go you know as, as they go through school
0: absolutely and I I've made that almost one of my goals I talk to my mom about it all the time because sometimes people ask me and they're like what's it like walking with them? And what's it like when people stare? And it's like, it doesn't affect me. I'm doing my own thing. They're doing their own thing. And they shouldn't be staring almost. It's a normal person. But I've learned in my own heart that like, I know that I'm doing a good thing and that it's not weird and it's not like I was like, I'm so ready to go up the ramps at the skate park. Like I don't care who's looking at me, like we're having fun, we're having a good time, we're laughing, and it doesn't matter. Um and I think that's No,
1: what- and that's how things change. <laughs> yeah, that's how this changes because it's time. It's 2021, y'all.
0: It's time. It is really <laughs> time. But I was kind of curious what things have you found to enjoy specifically because of having Ford and, you know, having some of those setbacks?
1: What have I found specifically after having Ford, man, I think I've always been really close with my family. Uh, but I think after having a kid like Ford, it just really nailed it down. Uh, and, and aside from just family, like the people that are helpers, right. The people that really want to, uh, be a part of be a part of this scenario. Like holding on to those people and really uh, nurturing those relationships is really important because there's a you need a that village thing is so much more real when you have a kid like Ford. like, um, yeah, so it's really made me not care so much about like what I thought was fun and what I thought I needed to do for myself and just man, life is short and the people that you have that are the good ones are really special. And I value, I value them so much more than I even did before. Um, so relationships are really important to me. Um, what else has Ford made me like, I mean,
0: <laughs> everything. I, uh,
1: <laughs> so funny, you know, I get to do silly things with Ford even more than with ezzy because you you know Ford is silly uh, but just kind of finding the joy in the most random and ridiculous things is fun and it's not something that I necessarily took the time for before
0: I can agree with that and I think something I've learned to enjoy specifically because of Ford is I like to watch the fire department's doors open and close I'm gonna be honest <laughs> enjoy it and I know Ford uh, it, and there's this little book. And when we were walking by ourselves last week, Ford wanted me to go like through it also. And I was like, Ford, like really? And he would like he was like almost getting upset because I wouldn't go through it. And I was like, okay, I'll go through it. And I was like, that's kind of fun. I'm like, okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Exactly. Ford makes you do things with him. He's <laughs> He's so funny in that way that you kidding. have to participate because he's having so much fun doing it and he likes he likes bringing up a kid in in other people and that is fun for him.
0: I love Ford. Do you want to tell us about maybe some of Ford's strengths?
1: Yeah well his sense of humor which obviously we've covered his Ford's so resilient he's he's the most resilient person I've ever known and he doesn't hold a grudge which I think, Maybe most kids don't, but it's really fascinating with Ford because he has to go through a lot of hard things, whether it's a medical procedure here or, you know, being in a situation where he doesn't get to do what all the other kids are doing. Like I see Ford's heart hurt sometimes and that's its own painful thing to watch as a mom, but I also see Ford's perseverance in it and that he sees something he notices that it maybe hurts or doesn't make him feel good and he lets that be a part of it for a second and then he goes, okay, I'm, I'm done. I, I felt that. I've, I've seen that. I'm going to go do something else now or I'm going to go tell a joke now. Like I just love watching emotions move f- through Ford because I think it's really, I think it's really advanced in that I know most adults who can't do that, who can't process their feelings the way I've seen Ford do it. Um, so that's fascinating to me. Um, he's, he's so brave. He's such a daredevil. I don't know where he gets it. He's always like, I should probably put a helmets and knee pads and arm pads on him. But I'm also like, you know what? Ford's a little boy and this is what he wants to do. He wants to be wild, wild West driver, like bucking Bronco style. I'm going to let him do it. Like, obviously I don't want him to break his spinal cord or anything, but like, he's going to get hurt. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have accidents because he's having fun. And I like watching him use his independence because I also think that's one of his strengths. He's so like you saw him at the gym, he was like, bye mom. Like he does not need anyone to like coddle him in any way. He just wants to be if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think it does when you know him but
0: yes, it does make sense and I kind of going off of like watching Ford's emotions and like that um, my mom and I were talking about how like I've already felt like I've had like these amazing conversations with Ford and we were kind of talking about like even though he's nonverbal, um, in that way I've had long almost like it feels like conversations with him where I learned so much. And so we kind of, I wanted to, my mom also, but we kind of wanted to know like some ways that he has learned to communicate um, in the ways that like he can share his like emotions with you.
1: That means a lot to me that you uh, noticed that Lily and that you've found your own way to communicate with Ford, because I think that's a barrier for a lot of people. It's one of those things where they're too uncomfortable or too shy or too ignorant or whatever it is to get in there. Um, So thank you for that. But yeah, Ford is nonverbal, but he has so much communication, right? It's just like the way he eats. It's just a different way. It's not that he doesn't. It's just different. Um, And nonverbal stuff is I mean, we do it in our own lives, right? Like, it's a big part of communication. Ford's very animated on his face. I mean, his eyes, his his expressions, He, he he's lucky to have that, right? Um, he's learned a lot of sign language throughout the years, and a lot of it he's tailored to himself um, because of the way he can move his arms, which is cool. Sometimes he's made up his own signs, like grandma, for instance, used to be the proper grandma sign like this. And then when we had Ezzie, grandma was holding her. She was a little teeny baby. We were all on the couch and grandma was holding Ezzie and Ford was like, no. And he started patting his chest saying like, that's my grandma. And that is the sign now. Like even as uses this as grandma now, like that's the new sign. He just changed it. Um, But yeah, so he's really good at nodding and choosing if you give him options,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he's that's
0: the way I was. I use with him. I'm like, yeah.
1: If you spend a day with Ford, you can have a conversation with him, okay. and I can talk to Ford for hours. Like he's
0: and he understands. He's so smart. He understands it too. And sometimes I think people have the misconception that he's not like listening and he doesn't understand oh my gosh he understands everything you are saying mm-hmm. he's, like, <laughs> just taking it all in and then you ask him a question and he will answer however I mean he'll answer in sign language he'll answer with a big smile up and down like or you like I'm just like amazed by him I was like yeah call me horse um I came home and I showed my mom and she's like shouldn't that be bunny and I was like no it's horse and she's like it's <laughs> It's horse and I was like mom bus is also pretty cool um, and she's like really that's like what it is and I'm like yeah isn't that awesome and she's like yeah kind of like it is yeah yeah because
1: he's obsessed with that song too right and like that's his favorite thing the wipers on the bus is his favorite part of the bus so like he made that up like that's his sign for the bus and
0: he's I love it. I'm like yeah it's leaving right now and he's like the bus and I'm like obviously <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know Yeah, Ford's really brilliant. And he he's really good at memorizing things, which I also find fascinating. Uh, Like, if you if we go on a walk throughout all of Mercer Island, like if we take a two hour walk, he knows exactly where we are. He'll direct me sometimes because not sometimes all the time because he knows where every automatic door in the whole town is. And so and he's just like this little person in a stroller and he knows his way around town. Like Casey's mom's lived here for 30 years and she still doesn't know where stuff is. But Ford knows where everything is. It's fascinating.
0: He is brilliant. Like I, the first, the first thing when I knew that he was brilliant is when you told him to put his brakes on and he was like, yup. And he put them on and I was like, wait, he can do that. I was like, <laughs> okay, like Lily. Don't think he can't because he can literally. Mm-hmm. He puts his mind to like, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, hold up, like he just did that. And yeah, you're like, okay, you can take him off now, and he just throws him up and just rolls out, and I'm like, go. <laughs> I know. Like,
1: I know it never gets old. It never gets old. Never. never. Uh, he surprises me a lot still, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Casey, he did it, like. never gets old
0: I love it do you want to you're obviously very good at podcasting and like just this whole thing do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast and oh
1: well thank you for saying that
0: about it and how it's going of course
1: yes yes so my podcast is called once upon a gene it's a place I created uh Like I said, in the beginning, when I felt so alone and so isolated, and I didn't like feeling like that anymore. So I knew that I had to go find other parents like me. I knew I had to go learn how to be that advocate, how to do stuff in schools, how to, I had to learn a whole new world. Uh, So we spent hours in the car uh, going to doctor's appointments for ever years. And I listened to podcasts. There were about five on this topic and they became a lifeline for me. Um, and they were over, there weren't any, there weren't anything, there wasn't anything else. And I just knew I had to do it. I don't know. It was, I knew it. I felt it in every bit of my body that I had to do this and that I had to make sure that even if I just helped one person not feel as alone as I did for as long as I did, that that was going to be my mission. And also to just learn, right? Cause like, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, I I listened to podcasts in general. So I knew, okay, all right, yeah, you just do this and this and this. I Googled some things and I honestly just started it like pretty quickly. And funny thing is I had listeners immediately because I filled a hole that I needed filled, which means it wasn't just me. And it just kind of kept growing from there. And I met so many magical people like immediately after starting this podcast. Like I never would have imagined that uh, I would be where I am now with it in all ways, with the podcast, with the community, with my emotional well-being. uh, And it's all because of that. It's because I took the step to reach out reach out to other people and learn from them and just kind of share my own story and get other people's insights on things. Like it changed everything. I really think that there's, there's a lot of power in um, podcasting as a medium in general, hearing people talk is there's just nothing like it. Um, so yeah, fun times. The podcast is amazing. There's a, there's a TV channel called the disorder channel. You can get it on a Roku or an Amazon fire stick uh, my friends Daniel DeFabio and Bo Bigelow started the Rare Disease Film Festival and now it's a channel. Once Upon a Gene TV is on there. So it's also a little talk show. Um, yeah. So that's fun. Like I'm I'm, I'm just
0: all this in the description too. Don't worry. So. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just met so many incredible people. I've learned so much. I feel like there's so many resources in the podcast in general that- uh, people can pick and choose from if they need to from therapy types of therapy for the kids to raising funds for a cure for your kid I mean there's just so much information from so many incredible guests that I've talked to yeah, um, amazing. and now there's more podcasts on the subject popping up which is amazing because we need we need all of it
0: yeah I, I agree and I've listened to a couple episodes and I just love it and um it doesn't mean that I can relate to everything, but I love to listen. And I think that every person can learn from certain experiences or advice or just, it's all interesting. And it's all things that we all need to know. Um, because one, it's kind of common sense and two, it's also just a way that you treat people. Um, yeah. Yeah. but I also, also, this makes me excited. Ezzie. I want to talk a little bit about Ezzie. Um, <laughs> Ezzy is um, your two-year-old daughter. And I want to know a little bit about how having Ezzie or, I mean, vice versa to Ford, how that has been, you know, different or how it affects her in a sense. I mean, I, from what I've seen, she obviously loves Ford for who he is. She like will run up to him and just give him a little push on the wheelie. Or she'll even sit in it sometimes. And I'm like, she loves this. Um, so do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, Ezie has brought we call her Ezie Sparkles. she's she's <laughs> such an amazing, she's an amazing person. Uh, you know, I think we're always really gonna try to be as mindful as possible uh, about her experience growing up with Ford uh, because in a sense, Ezzy's gonna probably go through a lot of the things that we went through as parents, you know. Ezzy's growing up with a kid that's different than all of her friends' kids, that are, or you know what I mean, friend siblings. Um, so Ezzy's probably gonna mourn some of the losses too about having a different big brother. So Casey and I are just really trying to be mindful to make sure that the experience that Ezzy has is valid, and I also think that it's gonna enrich her. And her uh, her personality and her level of empathy and compassion so much more than her maybe a lot of her peers. Yeah. I think she's going to be wise beyond her years, and I think she is. I think she's going to be extra special because of having a brother like Ford, and he's so lucky to have a sister like her. Um, I'm I'm glad I had Ford first. Because I think if I would have had ezzy first, I would have missed a lot. I think I would have taken things for granted. Like I've seen, you know, my friends take for granted and, you know, things they complain about are things that I would beg for. Um, so I didn't have that with ezzy because I knew how miraculous it was. Um, so there's, there's, there's a, there's polar, there's polar points about it all, but I feel like it happened just the way it was supposed to. And as has such a unique uh, ability in our family to also just take what's happening and running with it and being fearless. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to take her a long way.
0: And I think that also for so many reasons is because of her parents. And I want to give you guys a big, clap for that because I know it (laughs) that's so sweet like I I've I've seen Ezzy and I've seen you and I've seen Ford um and I know that you know she's gonna be just as amazing as you are and I think she's she's really really lucky
1: thanks Lily you're the best (laughs) you're so sweet
0: but um as a mom what are some of your dreams for Ford I mean he could go a long way let's hear some of them
1: Okay. Well, my next dream.
0: Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm
1: okay. A little sec. My next dream is to get him in something called outdoors for all. So you'll have to come to one of those. Uh, this winter there's a program up at the mountain, um, snow me and it's adaptive skiing. Oh my god. So gosh. there's yeah there's gonna be like a sit ski and he'll have like a ski instructor and he's gonna ski every Sunday. Uh, so that's my next goal. I've never skied so. I don't know if I'm going to learn or if I'm going to sit in the lodge while he skis. I haven't figured that out.
0: You're from Montana.
1: I know we were sledding, girl. We were sledding. I had a lot of siblings. Uh, so that's my next goal for Ford. Like I'm going to up his athleticism. He's already like a wheeling machine. And I think he's going to look good on the mountain.
0: Oh, I'm I'm definitely coming to that. I'm like inviting yeah. myself. Already. <laughs> I'm RSTPing myself for the Sundays.
1: Uh-huh. oh he's gonna flip out he loves weather and you we know him, like, fast.
0: A outfit. we gotta get him like it's gonna a- yeah.
1: yeah we're gonna have to get him sponsored by some ski company
0: <laughs> oh maybe like carhartt is that a ski? Yeah. That's- no i don't know
1: i think that's more of like an outdoor company like hunting yeah, fishing to go
0: to each other. but maybe well let's get him okay we can get him a carhartt beanie that that is a thing Yes, those I are cute. We could cover that <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: So that's my next uh, goal. Uh, I've The older that he gets and the more feedback, too, I get in school is that Ford is athletic. Um, okay. So I'm going to kind of nurture that as much as I can. Um, you know, he loves ball. Maybe he'll play basketball. Maybe he'll play wheelie. Something. To-
0: yes I was thinking that I played ball with him every time I'm with him and he like just grabs it and is just so ready and he's like he's almost like fast like on his hands you know like he's just like ready and then it's like gone and it's like (laughs) I I see the athletic like I think he could be really good at basketball
1: me too me too
0: should we get him a hoop maybe that's our next thing we're gonna get him. yeah
1: maybe we should get him a hoop it's a good idea
0: (laughs) Do you have any advice um, for families that are in the same position, but maybe at the beginning, like of the journey?
1: So much. Um, I think the most important thing that you can do is really let yourself kind of go through what you have to go through. Um, Bottling it up is going to make it show up in a lot of, ways that aren't healthy um so be mad be sad be jealous be the things and get going find your people find your people because everything changes when you're alongside someone who gets it you don't have to explain it you don't have to tell them how hard things are you don't have to tell them what the acronym means that you're using they just know and it doesn't matter if their kids uh situation is more complex or less than yours, it doesn't matter. It's being with someone who can hold that space for you that will change everything in your well-being moving forward. Um, So I would reach out in whatever way it is, you know, maybe it's a blog that you find, maybe it's a podcast that you listen to. Uh, You can have those passive friendships because you are not going to have a lot of bandwidth when you're when you're in the thick of it, um, and that's okay. So find the connection in other people in any way that connects with you best. Um, there's videos, I mean, all the ways. But there are we're out here, and it's going to be such an amazing family <laughs> when you find it. And I would encourage you to do it sooner than later, because. They'll help you get through things, even if it's how to use your food pump or this or that, like everyone here is available to help and that's all we wanted, you know? So know that, know that there's a community out there for you, even though you feel like you're the only person out in the middle of the ocean on that rock. You're not Um, that. I think that's probably some of the most important stuff for the early days.
0: That's so important. And thank you for sharing that. Um, But I have, so my last few questions for you are for you as a mom, a daughter, um, a wife, they're kind of just more about you, but how have you learned to love life as it is instead of dread, not being able to do certain things?
1: You know, that's an interesting question. I think that stuff still comes up for me in, in waves, I think that it probably always will. I don't know. Um, I don't think that it's maybe going to be as horrifically feeling as it was in the beginning. Um, but stuff still still affects me. Uh, you know, sometimes at the park, I'm still affected. Like if I see a kid and he goes, I'm four, and then he runs over to something and he jumps on that big swing that goes back and forth and he gets on it like that stings. Cause I see what another four-year-old boy is actually doing and looking like and sounding like. Um, so those are hard moments still. Um, they pass, but it still happens. Um, and I think that things like that will always happen at points of uh, prominence, you know, like maybe it's maybe it's prom, maybe it's graduation, maybe it's this, whatever my kids, my friend's kids are doing. Like, I think those moments will be hard always. Um, I forgot your question.
0: Okay. It answered it. <laughs> Anna, that goes right into my next question for you. Um, which is okay. How have you come to then live your truth the last few years?
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. So when I let, the stress of it all and the toughness of it all, I was still trying to be Effie, fun Effie, strong Effie, you know, easygoing Effie. I can handle this Effie. And that eventually, like, I realized that I couldn't contain that. And um, I learned how to make boundaries, which was something I had never done. Uh, I learned to say no to things that didn't make me feel good, didn't make me uh, you know, things that brought me down, I learned how to say no. And the more I learned how to say no, the more it felt like a superpower. Um, and it started to make me feel better because I wasn't putting myself in situations that would make me sad. Um, and then I got stronger and more resilient as the time went on. And I was able to do some of, introduce some of those things back into my life slowly and, um, so yeah, boundaries was something I'd never done, and I feel pretty proud of myself for being able to being able to do that finally in my 30s. Um, I <laughs> yeah, man, there has been so much that has transformed in my life since Ford, and it's all good. It's all good. I'm so proud of who I am as a as as his mom. And I think, sometimes like, what would that mom have been like if it wasn't Ford? And I don't, I think I would have been good, but I wouldn't have been like this. My heart wouldn't have been like this. And not just for Ford, but for so many other people and so many other things that have opened my my eyes to just disability in general, uh, rare disease in general. I mean, there was a world that i didn't even know existed and these people are like literally changing the world um i just i feel i feel lucky in a way that i am exposed to this because there's so much beauty here and there's so much growth that has happened for me as a human being and i always hope to keep that mindset because um ford has Ford has made me a better person all around.
0: Me too. I think, I think (laughs) me too, honestly, and it's been a very short amount of time, but I'm really excited to be able to grow with Ford and for Ford and for myself, because I think that's a really important thing. And I think you can learn a lot from all of these types of people. Um, Totally. Ford, And he's only four years old and I might be like, how many years older than him? Um, like
1: four, probably four more years.
0: <laughs> he's really, really smart, and he's teaching me a lot. <laughs> so, my last question for you is: Why is sharing our story so important and so powerful?
1: Man, sharing your story is so important. There's, there's a lot of layers to it. I think that it's really healing. I think that the more you tell your story, and the more you understand your own story, that each time it's more refined and it heals just another little wound in some way um, of your trauma, whatever that trauma is. And it also passes it on to the next person and you never know who's listening and you never know who's going to connect with you and your experience. And that's all that matters, you know, Uh, reaching someone else who needs, who needs that, who needs that connection, who needs that, who needs that feeling of companionship in some way, or that advice, or the permission to make a boundary, you know, whatever it is, that's change, that's changing the world. And I think the more people open up and be vulnerable and communicate this stuff, I mean, look what it does. It it brings you so much closer to yourself, to your community, to your family. And it has, there's so many superpowers into telling your story and just being, being vulnerable.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much that I feel like I've already learned so much from you and I feel like I keep learning from you. And I'm really excited that you were able to come on the podcast. I think a lot of people are going to be able to connect with you um, and just learn from all of these different things that you shared with us. Um, Your story is obviously very real, authentic, and super inspiring. You inspire me, and I think you're going to inspire a lot of other people. Um, Is there anything else you want the listeners to know?
1: No, I just want to say thank you, Lily. Uh, you inspire me. And I I hope that as he grows up to be just like you, and I hope that she is open to all the things that you're open to in sharing your mental health struggles, in sharing your story, and in finding what you can contribute in aspects like for Ford. Like, I just, I admire that a lot in your young age and you should be really proud of that.
0: Thank you so much. That really, really means a lot to me. Um and I'm really excited to learn and grow with Ford and your family. So thank you so Yeah, much. we are
1: too. Thanks, Lily.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much to Effie for joining me today. Being a part of her life for the last week is life changing. Eye opening, humbling and special. Effie's life may not be your normal, but it's pretty cool. Ford and Ezzie are extremely lucky to have such a rock star as their mom. You can find her podcast, Once Upon a Gene, on all platforms, and also Once Upon a Gene TV on the Disorder channel. Check it out. Thanks again, Effie. See you guys next week, and remember, fight for you.